You are listening to Retire Texas Style, the podcast. We appreciate you joining us. If you are 72 or older, the government makes you take required minimum distributions every year. RMDs consume a percentage of your retirement assets, but thanks to new data, that shows Americans are living longer. The IRS has revised the RMD table, so they're at a lesser percentage. So that means fewer taxes to pay. Sounds like good news, but does this change your thinking about your IRA to Roth conversion? Steve, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think the Roth conversion is the answer to so many problems. You can either pay tons of taxes every year or you can pay taxes one year, get them out of the way. You know, people wake up and go, wait a minute, I'm just losing, you know, a third of my wealth. But you're getting the government, your tax partner out of your money. That's the important thing about it. I think a Roth is so important to do. But if you don't Roth and you have these requirement of distributions, figure out something great to do with them. I see a lot of people let them just go in their checking account and they just spend it. You know, fund a life insurance uh, policy for your grandkids, for their college or for their future or for their wedding or something beautiful. I think what's happening, Jess, though, by the government doing this and lowering it is we're creating this huge tax time bomb. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, in the Trump uh, tax changes, all of a sudden you couldn't stretch your IRA for the rest of your kids' lives. So before, you know, when you passed away, you had a full spousal inheritance. And then the next level was, you know, a niece, a nephew or a kid, whoever that was. And you could stretch that money out for the rest of their life. And they paid a requirement of distribution based on their age, not your age. So what that meant was they could inherit the money, pay a small amount of taxes every year and keep that money for their whole lifetime. Well, Houston, we have a problem. It changed. And now, you know, you either have five years or 10 years to stretch that. So even though the government says you have to take less when you pass away, you know, you could really be burdening your kids while they're in their highest earning years with taking that money and paying the highest possible tax rate on that. The government knows what they're doing. So I think it's really important if you have money that's stretched for your kids that you come talk to me or someone like myself to really look at that and see if you figured out that problem. If you're already in a stretch IRA, you're fine. It was kind of grandfathered, but this is going to be a problem. And I think that it really needs people that are retired that have qualified 401k, IRA, 403b, different qualified monies or money that the government is their tax partner, Jess, they need to take a look at that and rethink their planning because this is serious. We could be talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes here. I'm going to talk about the A word when it comes to income planning. I'm talking about an annuity. It's simply a contract between you and an insurance company in exchange for a lump sum. It promises periodic payments for a certain amount of period. And annuities and 401ks both provide long-term savings, tax-deferred growth, and probate-free way of passing assets to beneficiaries. But there was an article on NASDAQ, the market website there, that talks about the argument that an annuity is better than a 401k, especially later in life. And annuities get a lot of negative press here, Steve. So what do you think about all this? I think annuities get a lot of negative press because people don't understand them. I also think that for a lot of people in the industry, once the money is moved out of the market and it's in an annuity contract, 
they don't can't get a hold of it and make more money off of it. You know, it's done an exit for the right thing for the client. And I think that's what really matters right there. You know, Jess, there's great annuities, there's horrible annuities. But, you know, over the past 32 years, we've been able to pick some that were really, really fantastic for our clients. Some for growth, some for income, some for both. Uh, also, you know, worrying about down the road, long-term care. Uh, we've also been able to help our clients with some of them, uh, inflation protect their monies to make sure that they could keep up with the income they needed along through life, plus pass money on to their heirs. So, you know, they're great in the right place if they're used correctly. So, uh, you know, they can be a great thing. I also think that they're great to have income that you know for a fact, lifetime income that you can't outlive. No matter what happens, you can never outlive that income stream. Plus, your spouse can also have that same income stream. And what's left goes to your kids, your heirs, your church, the SPCA, whoever you want to leave your money to. It's so important. We're not annuitizing it. We're, we're creating an income stream for life. And, you know, that's what people want. I think just more than anything today that we do, it's called a catch-up bucket. You know, we used to tell people eight or ten years down the road, your buying power would go down and you would need more. It's more like three or four years now, Jess, because with inflation so much, you're going to need to turn another bucket of money on to have that same buying power. It's, you know, it's so important. It's not how much money you have, it's how much buying power and you know that you really have with that money. The number one fear of planning for retirement is running out of money. And I can only imagine how many folks you sit across from at the table that say, I don't care what the plan looks like. I don't care what it does. I just can't run out of money. So what's your thoughts on this? And what other concerns do they bring to the table usually at that first meeting? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's that first meeting of, I don't know what I don't know. You know, people come to see us, they don't really understand the terminology. So first, you know, that first meeting starts out, let's get to know each other. You know, let me find out how you think. And I want to, you know, we want to see if we think the same way, if we see the world the same way, make sure we're realistic about returns and you know, if you've never saved any money and all of a sudden you've come into a couple hundred thousand dollars, but you need to save, you know, so much money a month, it may be unrealistic. We need to make sure that we're on the same page about reality. I think that's important. The next thing is, is to look at your expenses and figure out how can you make those where they're within the range so you always have plenty of money. It's paramount. So I think that's a really good point. But if you... If you figure out what your thing is in life and and you do that thing, retirement will be great. And what I mean by that is you can't have a new car every year, a new house, travel all 50 states and Europe and, and educate the grandkids and buy them all new cars. You've got to figure out which one of those one or two, three things that you want in retirement and then really make them blossom. I mean, it's it's all about figuring out what retirement looks like for you and if you're married, your spouse and coming together and making that happen. You know, so often we talk about that it's all about numbers. It's not. 
75% of retirement is emotions and what you're going to do in retirement. 25% is the numbers modeling that 75%. So together, making a fantastic retirement. It's kind of like the Texas two-step, Jess. You take two steps forward, one step back and readjust it. Take two more steps forward, come back one step and adjust it a little bit better. It's like tuning. I, I kind of, you know, in the old days, you'd have a lawnmower and you would kind of turn the screws and kind of tune the carburetor. Mm -hmm. That's what retirement is. Fine tuning that phase of life. I'm Steve Hoyle. I've been doing this for 32 years. If you don't know where your retirement is today or what path it's on, we have three spots left. We've, we've had a total of seven uh, spaces today. We've filled four of them. We have three more to come in the next two weeks and do a retirement x-ray. We'll sit down, look at your money, look where it's allocated, help you understand it, and together figure out a plan complimentary of what you're going to do and how you're going to live and how your numbers are going to look in your retirement. If that's what you're looking for, pick up that phone and call us. Thanks so much for joining us for Retire Texas Style, the podcast. Get more details on the website, retiretexasstyle.com. Hoyle Financial Group is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Bonus annuities may include higher surrender charges, longer surrender charge periods, lower caps, higher spreads, or other restrictions that are not included in similar annuities that don't offer a premium bonus feature. Read your contract for restrictions, limitations, or penalties. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Hoyle Financial Group. Texas Insurance License Number 1719183.